really, I'm just going to plant one thought with you and then remind you of a few things that we've got coming up. Isn't the Lord good? Hallelujah. I'm so glad you're here today. It's good to have the little kids with us today, uh, hanging out with us. Are you in Ephesians 6.14? All right, again, I'm going to try to hit you with this thought. Man, I... Maybe I might have to divide this up here today because I started hitting this one. And oh my goodness. Have you ever contemplated the breastplate of righteousness? Have you ever ever set your mind on it and began to think about it? Here's what I want to warn you and what I want to caution you about. We in in the church, preachers, I've heard this, we tend to take the different pieces of the armor of God and let me see if, 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 if you, know, you know this I have heard preachers preach on different pieces of the armor and leave out the other parts alright how many of you heard the preachers preach on like say maybe the helmet of salvation Woo! thank you that's good um, some preach on the shoes of peace Oh, you know, the big one a lot of preachers like to preach on is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But you need to listen to me, saint, and, and warrior. That I'm, I'm speaking to the warrior inside of you because we've been called to warfare. We've been called to be overcomers, especially in these last days. Come on, can I get an amen? I want to make sure you stay with me now. All right? But if we, if you and I, or this pastor stands up before you and enlarges one piece of the armor or emphasizes one piece of the armor over the other, do you know that we're distorting who Jesus is? Do you know that every piece of the armor is one, it's like a diamond that turns and the light hits it and it refracts and you can see the light come through it. Every time you walk and you step up and you look at a piece of armor, if you study it long enough, you see Jesus. In every piece, he reveals a part of his work. Now, we talked about the belt of truth, didn't we? We talked about how we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Remember, we said that armor was heavy. Basically, this breastplate is, is, is 60, excuse me, 40 to possibly over 100 pounds according to what, how big it is. And this, and, 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 but we need to be strong just to put the armor on. And if you and I don't understand how to take our stand, then when we put this armor on, we won't understand how it works. All right? So in Ephesians 4, verse, excuse me, 6, verse 14, New American Standard puts it this way. Stand firm, therefore, talking about how to stand firm against the enemy. Therefore, we need to stand firm, having your loins gird, gird, girded with truth, if I can speak, And having put on, look at that now, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, put that graphic up there because I want to bring that to you again. You see, in this, you have, you can't see it because of, of, but they've got outlined around the warrior here the different facets of what that armor does. There is the belt of truth. There is the breastplate. There is the helmet of salvation. There, there, there are the feet. Can't see those there. You see the sword of the Spirit. But you shall not, we shall not 
go into battle without one of these pieces of, of armor on. Oh, listen. I started studying the breastplate of righteousness and realized that I have at times and realized listening to people talk that you can think that you've got the breastplate on, but you've taken it off. You say, how do we know that? Stay with me. It says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Remember what we said last week? That... Um, we don't see anywhere in the Word to where you, you say, okay, you know, I got to go to bed tonight. Uh, I, am, uh, I don't want to sleep with this armor on because it's all clunky and everything. I don't see anywhere where it says take that armor off. Or when you get in the shower. Well, I'm gonna, I, I'll put it back on after I towel off. All right? There's no place in the Word of God that says you are supposed to take that armor off. So why is he saying Put it on if we're not supposed to take it off. That is because when we go into battle, we are to make sure, and it's just like a, a, a football player. Maybe he's ready to take the field, but when, when, when they're going up to huddle, what is he doing? He's checking, is his, is his chin strap buttoned? Uh, you know, is his belt tightened up? He don't want his britches falling off on the 50-yard line. Amen. Is his shoes tied because he wanted to be tripping and falling over himself? I mean, does he have his path? In other words, he's checking. Hey, let me ask you, church, did you check your armor this morning? Did you check to see if you've got, it says, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the evil one and his schemes. So what I believe God is saying to us, especially in these last days, check your armor. Did you get dressed today or did you come to church naked? Oh, y'all don't remember that. What was his name? Who? Yeah, Louis Grizzard. Yes, I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. You know, they said, anyway, I'm sorry. Don't come to church naked. Let me just encourage you. All right, you need to be checking to make sure. But how is it that you can possibly be walking around thinking that you've got the breastplate of righteousness on, but you realize if you look a little deeper, you've left it off. Y'all want to hear how that happens? Because here's my confession time, and I don't know if this is going to locate you, but it sure located me. I have heard myself say at times, I've talked about my ministry. And I've talked about my prayer time. I've talked about how I've spent time studying God's Word and memorizing it. I've talked about going out and loving on people and ministering to people. And I've realized that if I listen to myself long enough, I've talked about, listen, how good I was instead of how good he is. I have sat and listened to other preachers and people who sit in church and say, and say well, Bill, they say, um, I'm a good person. Have you ever said that? Somebody come up and say, are, are you a good person? Well, um, yeah, I'm a good person. I mean, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't go with the girls or the guys that do. I mean, I, don't, I didn't go to a honky-tonk Friday night. In fact, 
I go to church. I'm a church-going person. You know, and I try to be good to people. I want people to know if they know me, boy, that old boy, he'd give you the shirt off his back. I want people to know, you know what, to tell you the truth, I pay my tithe. Are you impressed yet? Um, you know, I'm a greeter. I'm an usher. You know, I, I serve in the soup kitchen. I mean, you see what I'm talking about? And you listen to a person. Do you know how many followers I got on Twitter? You know how many people liked me on Facebook? And guess what we're talking about? The counterfeit trinity. Me, myself, and I. Somebody help me out. How do you spell sin? Everybody help me now. S-I-N. <laughs> you want to know what the heart of all sin is? It's that I right smack in the middle. And here is where we get in the trouble. We get up today and say, well, you know, I spent an hour with God. No, excuse me, with God. See, that's better than God. It's, I spent an hour with God. And I prayed. I got up this morning at four o'clock in the morning. I prayed until 10 a.m. And the angels said, hallelujah. And you know, when I was at Walmart, anything that moved, I witnessed it. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I even practiced on the aspirin bottles. Do you know Jesus? And what if we don't look out, we can begin talking about everything that we're doing and forget what he has done. Child of God, listen to the preacher today. The more you talk about who you are and what you've done, you are diminishing. Will you look with me? You're diminishing what he did on the cross. Listen to this. Put this verse up there. It's, it's his righteousness, all or nothing. This is Isaiah 60, 64, 6. It says, all our righteousness. Somebody say all. What do you think that means in the Hebrew? <laughs> Come on. What does all mean? Come on, some of y'all need to clear your ears. All, okay? All. Well, Bill, does it, you know, doesn't anything count that I do that's good? Ready for this? You got up, got dressed, came to church, ready for this? No! Nothing! What? Well, let's go on. This is amplified now. Our best deeds of righteous and justice is like filthy rags and a polluted garment. That means you get up, let me, let me get up and testify and tell you how many I preach to, how many people, you know, I, I send out. You know, let, me, let me tell you what I'm doing. And the whole time, Jesus standing going, you know, Bill, you couldn't even gotten out of bed today if it weren't for my grace. And you're gonna stand up there and brag on everything you're doing and you're gonna magnify yourself when you should be magnifying me. And you should be pointing to the finished work of the cross instead of what you're trying to attempt to do. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself. It says, it says, our righteousness is like filthy rags and a polluted garment. Did, how, many, how many of you, if I came in today, this is the idea that I have. If, uh, 
If you walked in the door today, and I got my black, this is my Johnny Cash. I'm Johnny Cash up top, and I don't know what down bottom. Okay. Well, I hear that train a coming. Some of the kids are like, who's Johnny Cash? He's worth a lot. Um, if, if, if you were coming in, Miss Kay, and, and I, I got my black jacket on. You know, do you know black is very slimming? Did y'all know black is very slimming? Do you know I'm, a, I'm 350 pounds under this? You see what it's doing to me? Okay, now look, if I were to come in and say, um, I just took this jacket off of a person that was diagnosed with Ebola. And he got sick all over it, but I want to give it to you. How many of you in love would receive my little black jacket and ha- let me put it on you? Come on now, don't you look at me in that tone of voice. You know I'm, if, you, if I said, let me put this Ebola jacket all over you. You say, brother, I love you, but you better get thee behind me. Why? Because you don't want Ebola. Why? Because it's a polluted garment. Do you know if you put on your works and your goody two-shoes, I'm better than anybody else. Do you understand? I'm sitting in church today. Think about all those people going out to hell. I'm in church. Boy, God ought to be impressed. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like putting a polluted garment on yourself if you're looking to what you do. And if you think in one little bitty bit, it said all our righteousness. In other words, none of it, nada, nilt, none, none of it is going to get you any credit with God. It's only when you come to the foot of the cross and say, oh Lord, nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Come on, can I get a witness today? All right, now look at this. The question when it comes to this breastplate of righteousness, because you know it's, it's, it's covering. What is it covering? Y'all help me out. Y'all, y'all help the preacher. I'm trying to shorten it. What is it covering? Thank you. How important is your heart? How important is this breastplate? It's covering your heart, your vital organs. And it's an issue of who's righteousness. Who's going to make you righteous? Who's going to, another way to put it, your right standing with God? Who's going to open up the way so that you can go and stand before God? How many people have I witnessed to, I mean, out on the streets and prisons and highways and byways, say, if, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Oh, I, I hope I'm, I'm not nailing you with what I'm about to say. And if I say to them, uh, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Here's what the common thing I hear people say. They say, well, I hope so. I hope that I go to heaven. And then I ask this question. Um, so, how is it a person gets to heaven? In other words, why do you hope you're going to go to heaven? Because they say, well, did I, because I'm a good person. Because I, I, I haven't robbed a bank. You know, I, have, I don't steal things. You see what I'm saying? Who are they pointing to? Me, myself, and I. Can I tell you what, Luc- what got Lucifer thrown out of heaven? I will ascend the throne. 
I will become like the Most High. The more you point to yourself, the less you're pointing to the one who loves you. Here's how I know a person's crossed the other side. When you get around them, they're not talking about what they're doing. They're not talking about their ministry, how much they're giving, what they're doing. They just start talking about Jesus. Oh, did you know the Lord is good? Oh, did you know what Jesus spoke to me? Oh, it was so precious. God touched me, Sister Anna. God, God healed me, healed my thyroid. You see what I'm saying? God, God, God healed my liver. You said you, you're pointing to what he, it's what he did, he did, he did. Now you know, now you're getting it. Here is the question is, who are you trusting all right, where am I? I got this from Dr. Lloyd Ogilvie. When I put my trust in God only, I have him and everything else. This is so good, I'm going to shout myself down. When I put my trust in God only, I have him and everything else. When I trust in him plus anything else, I end up without him and have nothing else. What are you adding to your righteousness? When you get up today and you go through the day, well, I'm righteous, plus I'm not going to say any cuss words. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to swear with my horn. Oh, you didn't know Christians can swear with their horn. Somebody pulls out in front of you, oh, it had all kinds of words in it, but it, it, it just didn't. Or somebody pulls out in front of you and you give them a, Hall- a California high sign. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Come to me afterwards, I'll tell you about it. It's an Alabama high sign too. I've seen a lot of them around here. Oh, well, I'm doing all this good stuff. Do you understand that every good thing that you do cannot reach the righteousness that's already been attained for you? It's a measure of his grace. Now, Look at this, the, the, the tape measure of grace. I, I think about this, did that fall out? Where are you, where are you back there? I, I, had a, man, I, had a, I had an illustration, it must have fallen out. I had a tape measure. Think, think of this, especially, now watch this. Do you measure how good of a person you are based on your performance? Well, I was good today. Spent time in the Word, I prayed, I was kind to everybody. Who are you looking at? You're looking at you. And it's here especially what we do. I've learned that sometimes we gotta be careful that we don't start becoming critical of other people and judging them based on our tape measure of grace. Stay with me now. We can, we can, we can all do this. We can appoint ourselves if we're not careful to be somebody else's judge. And we said, well, look at him lighting up a cigarette, old sinner. Come on, I don't believe smoking will send you to hell, by the way. It just makes you smell like you've been there. (laughs) Thank you. Come on, Charlie, way to go. Way to go. There it was. There's my tape measure. Okay. All right, now look at this up here, y'all. If you, if you forget everything that I said, this is, this, is how, this, is going, this is how I'm wrapping it up here. Here's what we do. If you don't have the breastplate of righteousness, you can go up to somebody that, that maybe they smell like they've been drinking. Or maybe they smell like they've been smoking. Or, or maybe they're letting some choice words come out of their mouth. Or maybe, they're, maybe she's dressed a little, you know what I mean. 
And here's what you do. If you don't have the breastplate right, here's what you do. You can go up with grace and you can measure. Let's see. Do you fit my definition of what righteousness is? Oh, sorry. You didn't make it. You're going to hell. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Watch out that you never put yourself in a place to where you're judging somebody else. Because God takes it real personal when he says, look, I'm the judge. And when you take my place, I take it personal. You shall never judge somebody else because the word says, just how, how be it that you can go to your brother and say, let me get that little speck out of your eye while you got a telephone pole hanging out yours. Come on, Jesus, the Pharisees, oh, are you kidding? We're righteous. You know, Pharisees, oh, you, you could check them out. Go through their life. You can find, hey, we don't see anything. Man, they're keeping the law. They got it all together. And they got, we're gonna get Jesus. We caught the woman in the act, Jesus, and threw her down right in front of him and said, we caught her in the very act. Now the law says Jesus, and we, the righteous ones, appoint ourselves to say, the law says stoner. Y'all know what Jesus said? The Pharisees said, we measured her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs to be stoned, Jesus. Do it. See, I'm the judge. I'm the jury. And what I say, when I judge you, you're judged. And Jesus said, okay. All right. The one who's without sin, let him cast the first stone. Oh. And it said, starting from the oldest to the youngest, they dropped their stones and began to walk away. Why? Because the only person that can judge another person is the person that's without sin. And there's only one who could have stoned her standing there that day. And it's the one that looked at her and said, where are your accusers? They're not here. Well, I don't condemn you. Now, go and sin no more. Here's what I learned. You've heard me say this before. Your worst days are never so bad that you're beyond the reach of God's grace. Your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. Don't you, don't you feel that? Oh, I'm going I'm, I'm to just tell you right now, there are some days I don't feel saved. Thank you. I, is, there, is, there, is there anybody else? Some days you just don't feel like you're saved. I mean, maybe you've had a bad week. Maybe you had some bad, a bad thought. Just like, man, I'm, I'm just going through it. And you're just like, man, am, am I even going to heaven? Well, what I've learned about his grace is that his grace, now watch this, y'all. Stay with, look, look, look this way. His grace comes up. Now watch what it says. The word of God says, where sin did abound. Are y'all, y'all not getting it yet because you're not smiling. This will get down to you. Where, where sin did abound, Grace went beyond that. Oh, this, this almost sounds like heresy. Well, you talking about we can go out and live a life of sin, it's going to be all right? No. Because whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. But understand this, when you and I do sin, we have one who's at the seat at the right hand of the Father. He's praying for you. He's praying, turn around, child. That's not who you are. Don't live that. You're not supposed to look that. You're not supposed to take that. You're not supposed to go there. That's not you. You're a child of mine. Come on, turn around. And he's sending angels. He's drawing you back. And you, all of a sudden, if you're in that, if you're in that, that funk, you kind of turn around and you go, that's not what I want. And all of a sudden you feel that drawing. Oh. 
And he draws you back to the foot of the cross and he goes, let me measure you here. I got good news for you. My grace is sufficient for you. That when you're feeling weak, I'm stronger than that. Oh, but I love this part too. This one slaps old self-righteousness right upside the head. Well, you know, I'm pretty, I go to church. I sing in the choir. I give in the offering. You know what? I'm hot stuff. You know what? This grace that we're talking about does, that it always shows us we need. Because if you ever try to go up to the cross and say, ah, that wasn't enough, Jesus. Yeah, I know you said it's finished, but see, I need to give you a little help. I'm going to go to church today. I'm going to get down and pray a little bit. I'm going to read my Bible. <gasps> and I'm going to say it's the cross plus my performance track. And then the Lord says with grace, he goes, hmm, you're falling short of grace. You need grace. Because grace is that great equalizer. I love this, this part here. It's just, uh, Wayne Watson said, on my worst days, I'm always worthy. And on my best days, I'm never worthy. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Can I get an amen? Let's, let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for your word today. And Lord, help us to understand the measure of grace. 